It's either Ubi Dooby Doo or Ubi Ubi Oo. We got some work to oo now. <laughs> <laughs> Is he making fun of Scooby Doo? He's not making fun of it. He's a, a fan of Scooby Doo. Welcome back to This Week in Film. It's the weekly podcast where we talk about the movies we've seen or will see at some point over the past seven days. I'm Nick Pronto, joined as always by Midwest Matt Lauer. Matt, how's it going? Going all right, Nick. How are you? I'm doing just fine. I don't have the coronavirus yet. That's good. So, how about you? I don't have it either, although you might hear me cough occasionally. Mm, Sounds like you have it. To my knowledge. I'm still good. <laughs> you know what I really wanted to watch this week that I, I just did not have a chance to? No. Is I was going to watch Outbreak and oh. Contagion this week. And uh, I just did not have the time to watch both of them. And I didn't want to watch just Outbreak. Boy, so. all the listens we would have gotten. <laughs> well, something tells me there's still going to be an opportunity. Yeah. For well, that, that being said, I have seen two movies this week. And they are... Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I watched that again. And The Predator from 2018. Oh, no. Mm. Yeah, my, my my views on that movie have changed a lot as, as time has gone by. <laughs> I don't remember what you said. Oh, I said it was okay. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what was I thinking? Uh, wow. I saw some movies this week, too. I watched three movies. Uh, oh, wow. I saw a movie called The Forest, and then I saw a movie called Fighting With My Family. And then... Oh, is that the one with Nick Frost? It is. And then I watched a movie called Jojo Rabbit. Oh, you saw that. Sure did. Oh, okay. I can't wait to hear about that. Also, The can't Fighting With My Family. You. I wanted to see that movie. I can't find where you put The Predator on our old list. I think I might have reviewed it before we started the list. Really? Okay. Yeah. Wow. See, like the, I was watching this Predator movie, and I was like, 2018? I thought this came out last year, but it's been two years now, almost. So, it's possible. It's really possible. Yeah, I'm not seeing it anywhere on my list. I think it might have been right before we started. And I have that information right here. Thank you, Internet. September 14th, 2018. All right. Well, when did we start doing our list? I think in December of that year. Okay. So, so yeah, it just, makes sense. Just dodged it. Oh, man. It'd be interesting to see where that ended up. It would have been in the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Matt, since you have seen the most movies this week, you get the honor of going first. Oh, well, thank you. Well, then I will begin with a movie called The Forest, which okay. came out, I want to say, in 2016 and stars a young lady who is in the, in, in the Game of Thrones and... I can look up her name, but she also was in The Tudors, and most people would think of her as the woman who has very interesting eyes. So let me see here. In in The Game of Thrones, she was one of, you know how those people came from, hmm, I want to say Dorne, and that's not right. The people from Dorne were the ones who had like poison adders or something like that, right? The snake women? Yeah, yeah not, so not them. Um, okay, so she was Marjorie Terrell. Oh, okay. Uh, Natalie Dormer. Yeah, that's her name. There you go. 
So she was in this as her two, as two sisters who are twins and her twin has gone to Japan and disappeared and people ty- think Mar- yes. Marge so Natalie Dormer was Marjorie Tyrell and she came from High Garden. Ah, uh, the High Garden people. <laughs> how how embarrassing of you to confuse oh, with Dorn. I am all a blush. Oh gosh. Okay, I just thought I'd give you time to get get done. Um, but we were waiting for, for me to, to stop laughing. We were waiting for uh, people to stop laughing. Do you think they're done? Now. Okay. So, um her sister went to Japan and disappeared in the suicide forest. And so she goes to Japan to try to find her. And pretty much everyone tells her, hey, look, if she went into the suicide forest, she committed suicide. Don't bother looking for your sister. She's dead. But there's a movie to happen. So she doesn't listen to them. And she convinces this guy to go with her, this dude that she meets there in Japan, not like someone she Mm -hmm. brought from America. And he's supposed to be a journalist. And throughout the movie, their relationships kind of all over the place. And you it seems like they're they're kind of flirty at the beginning, but eh, I don't know. They don't necessarily get along real well the whole time. But throughout this movie, there are lots of setups for later things. So as far as the plot why goes, is, you could just say it's one thing set up after another. Why is this guy following her around if they don't like each other? Well, some of it has to do with the plot in terms of them like not getting along perfectly well. But it also is... Like at the beginning, when they first start talking to each other, like it's established that she's married and she's seems like she's supposed to be happy with her husband, but it's hard to tell because of the performances. We'll get to that later. Um, <laughs> and so this guy and her, it seems like they're flirting together and you're like, okay, well, why not just have her be single? I mean, it's a, she's a protagonist. You're probably not going to be watching her cheat on her husband or anything. Why not just have her be single instead? And if there's some romance there, fine. Or just not. Just don't have it there. She could just say, hey, you seem to know your way around here and you speak Japanese. How about you help me find my way into the forest just for that reason? But anyway, I may be showing my hand a little bit here as to whether I enjoyed this movie or not. So they go into the forest and then, quote unquote, scary things happen. Oh, like ghost scary or or other scary um like jump scary um yeah it's just this movie's pretty cheap in its plot and direction and all of its efforts to scare you are basically like crappy jump scares so i've got this broken down into the good and bad here's here's the good there's a moment in which the lead tells a story to the journalist about some stuff that happened when she was a child and she tells him one story, but we watch it as it actually happened. And it's actually kind of interesting. I kind of like that. She's telling him a story and the, the beats of her story go along with moments in what actually happened, but it's just very different events. So she might say, Oh, there was a crash. And instead of a crash, it was actually a gunshot. And that was a good moment in this movie. That's it. Okay. (laughs) That's the good, the bad. Uh, there's there's a fair amount of bad in this. I mean, it's it's not the most incompetently made movie, but there are a lot of scenes that are just delivered as though someone's just basically reciting exposition. So mm-hmm. people are having a conversation, but it doesn't feel like a conversation at all. 
it like when she's talking with her husband, he's like, well, this is what your sister's like. She is unstable and she does things like go into forests and hurt herself and get herself in predicaments. Listener or watcher, are you listening? Are you hearing the plot? Because here's I'm setting it up for you. And it's just like that a lot, a lot. Her Anyone she's talking with, it just seems like here I am telling you the story instead of showing you. There are a lot of weird moments in the movie where you realize that she's talking very lightly about how her sister's probably dead. Like she's very motivated to be there. She keeps talking about how they have this twin connection and stuff. Oh, it's a twin. I didn't catch that. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then there are kind of interesting moments because of that too. Like there's, there's a moment where she wants to ask someone if they've seen her sister. (laughs) She's like, Hey, do you think you've seen my sister? Hold on a moment. Let me get out a picture. <laughs> I'm like, you're you're identical twins. You I was going to even... say, are they I? Yeah, are they identical twins or just? Yeah, they're both played by her. Okay. Um, so I'm like, you know, you could just be like, she looks exactly like me, but with dark hair. This is so, back when Natalie Dormer had her cool half head shaved look. No, that's in the Hunger Games years. Oh, uh, okay. So this is, I suppose, after that. So yeah, some of the bad stuff. The there are a lot of people in makeup. You know, as scares. Just all the scares seem lazy. It's either a jump scare, or someone going, "Oh, look, I'm I'm gross because I have makeup on now, like bad makeup." It's kind of culturally insensitive too. Like the first, the introduction to the movie is like, "Look at how weird Japan is. They eat food that isn't cooked." Like, all right. And anyone that she runs into before she gets into the forest is just kind of rude to her. And the ambiguity that you have with the journalist, by the end of the movie, you feel like, oh, maybe, or I felt like, maybe I'm going to figure out, you know, what the deal is with this guy and, you know, why he is the way he is. And then at the end, you're like, wait a minute, I didn't really get much of an answer to that. And sometimes I like not having an answer. But in this case, I'm like, you know what, that would have at least been interesting I was mildly curious as to what his deal was. Did I mention the performances? You said you would. Yeah, they are wood. They're they're very wooden. <laughs> um, it, everything is just dull. You didn't know you were setting me up there, did you? No. Did you know I was going to do that? No. Nope. Oh, but that was great. Yeah. This this it works though because it is incredibly wooden and then the the ending is amazingly weak like it's Uh. it's just stupid in every way like character reactions there's a jump scare it has no point and i guess if anything the movie's message is that if you have an unstable family member and they go missing just leave it be don't care about your family members who have issues that's that's what i took from this movie is she Uh, dead do you want me to spoil spoiler spoiler alert all right, next for 30 the, seconds. For the forest. Spoilers. So she goes into the forest. Eventually, she sort of finds her sister. She uh-huh. finds where she has been locked up. And oh. then she's kind of, her sister's running away and she's chasing after her sister. And then her sister escapes the forest, but then she doesn't. And then oh. the husband's there because he flew to Japan. He doesn't really do anything. But he's there and he's like, hey, Sarah, wow, I thought you were June or whatever main character's name is and he's like where's june and she's like i don't know he's like wait what do you what do you hear she's like that's it nothing which is like i don't hear my sister being alive anymore my sense of her my my super twin power has told me she's gone end of movie he just cuts off like right there who's keeping her captive 
at some point the movie would have you believe that the journalist kidnapped the sister and had her right. locked in a house. But there's also this Japanese schoolgirl who's leading her around all the time and tells her not to trust him and gets her to kill him. But then it's paranormal. Like when she's chasing her, I'm like, I don't know, maybe he did kidnap her. I guess that's what they're implying here. And then they run away the sister and the sister, but then she can't, even though she's right behind her, she can't communicate with her or anything. So I'm like, I don't know if he kidnapped her or she kidnapped herself or the forest kidnapped her, but somehow she just escaped. So I guess the forest was like, Hey, I'm a forest and I want one of two twins to be here in the forest. Now that I've got this one, I'm going to let the other one go. What get out of it. It was the forest. Like not the, not the captor, I guess. Oh, wow. What a twist. No. <laughs> yeah. This uh, it was it was really it was really unsatisfying. I really got no reason to recommend this movie to anybody. Okay. Like as a horror movie, it's not great for performances, it's not good. So, yeah, when we get to the scoring, it's going to be pretty uh pretty low. Okay. Yeah. Great. Oh, Exciting. you know what's funny about this though? I for some reason I had wanted to see this in the theater when it, when it was out way back when and i have checked on many occasions to see if it was on any streaming services and i could just not find it anywhere for i guess three and a half years now and then it popped up on on i think netflix and it was just impossible the whole rest of the time to find it anywhere so you're trying to hide it it seemed like it. it seemed like i at some points i was like man did i imagine that movie is it was it not called the forest What's it called? The Woods, you know, like, but yeah, don't watch it. I don't think it did particularly well anyway. Didn't we both, we both watched a movie last year. I think we both saw it where it was like a bunch of English guys in the woods. Oh, the, the ritual. Yeah. That movie was pretty good. Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed that one. Yeah. It had a kind of a good dark tone the whole time and some decent drama vibes. And then I see, I kind of liked the end. I thought the end was cool, especially the imagery that giant monster skeleton horse human thing. Yeah. I kind of remember being like, oh, it's a monster. But, but still, <laughs> I dug it because it was such a crazy, weird monster. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't mind it. I liked that movie a lot. Or I, I liked it. I liked it. I'd watch it again. Yeah, me too. So what do you right. see? So I guess the first movie I'll talk about is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse from 2018. Directed by Bob Perchetti, Peter Ramsey, and one more credit. I don't know who the third person is. Rodney Rothman is directed by those three guys. And we've gone all over this movie in our in past episodes, so I'm just going to rehash a couple of things real quick. But God damn it, is this movie fantastic. This is the, the second time I've seen it since I saw it in the theaters. And I was almost afraid to watch it again, yeah. just because I didn't want it to not be as good as it was when it was in the theaters. And holy crap, if I didn't like it more than the first time I saw it, I really, really love this movie. It's so good. It captures everything you would ever want about a Spider-Man movie. It's funny. It's dramatic. It looks cool. It's got a fantastic soundtrack. I don't think there's one wrong step in this whole movie. And I love it. I think I think it's just great. I still can't wrap my head around on how these three different directors were able to agree on a a visual style for the movie and it's just so 
so good. Like it, what I don't think I realized when I saw this movie in theaters is how it, it's almost has a, a stop motion kind of feel to it. And then at, at times it has a, is it pointillism where it's like that old style drawing where it's just dots? Is that pointillism? Sounds right. Where, where sometimes it just looks like that. And it's just so goddamn cool. Like this movie is so cool. And the voice acting is great. You care about all the characters and it's just so good. If you haven't seen this, go out and see it. I, I don't really have much more to add than well, what we've I'm, already talked about. But I'm glad to hear it's it's just as enjoyable the second time because I've been kind of hesitant to, you mm-hmm. know, or, or not really hesitant because I haven't thought about watching it much. Like I haven't been tempted to watch it. But when I have thought about watching it again, like Karina hadn't seen it and I knew she was thinking about watching it and it's like, yeah, you know, what if I were to see it again? I kind of was like, yeah. Yeah, it, it feels like it wouldn't live up to the first time. And I think I have a sense of like, I felt like the between the second and the third act, you know, towards the end of the third or the beginning of the third act, there was a lag. Did you feel that way watching it a second time? The only part I don't like is when he just decides to become Spider-Man, where yeah. he's like, where he's where where the movie has to happen. And he's like, I, oh, I can control my powers now. And he's just a hundred. He goes from like ten percent Spider Man to a hundred percent Spider Man in in an hour, and that's that's the only part that just doesn't work for me. But I don't care. Mm-hmm. It, you, you just don't care because the the plot moves along at such a pace that you're like, uh, whatever. Yeah, we we he's got to become Spider Man by the end of the movie. So well, now he's Spider Man, and all the other Spider Men are great. What I never realized and and. At least I don't think I ever realized is that Chris Pine is the voice of the original Peter Parker. Did did you know that? I I think I must have because I know that I knew who did the voice at some point, but uh, but I it didn't it didn't stick with me. Like when you just I said Chris Pine, I was like, who did Chris Pine play? I don't ever remember talking about that. So like when we're watching it in the house, he's talking and he's the Spider Man that gets his head caved in by the kingpin, right? And he's talking, and I'm like. This guy sounds just like Captain Kirk. What is this Chris? And so like I look it up and he's like all the way down the list. Like he's all the way towards the bottom. And there he is, Chris Pine, Peter Parker. And uh, Nicholas you know, Cage is great. Maybe and- I didn't know that. Maybe I just knew who did the voice of Peter Parker, the one that's like running around with the kid. The overweight one? Yeah. Yeah. Jake Johnson. Okay. But yeah. And John Mulaney <laughs> plays the, the, the pig Spider-Man. So I watched this with yeah. my, my kids who I saw it in the theaters with, my, my two oldest. And man, did they really enjoy it too. They were really into it. And what got us to watch the movie is earlier that day, we were listening to the soundtrack for it. My son wanted to listen to the soundtrack for some reason. And they're rocking out and I'm rocking out. And we're just like, well, let's put the movie on and we'll just watch it. And then... We we just ended up watching the whole thing and it was great. Fun day. Cool. Well, I'm glad to know it holds up. Yeah, I was too. I, I can't wait to watch it again now. Now that I've seen it again and I'm and even more in love with it than it was the first time. Cool. So check it out. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. If you'd like a more in-depth v- review, check <coughs> our back catalog. You'll find a couple episodes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right, then. Well, then I, I watched Fighting With My Family, which okay. I think it was written by Stephen Merchant and maybe a couple other people. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Produced by The Rock and some other folks in WWE, starring Nick Frost, Lena Headey, um, or Heedy, I guess, 
who played Cersei on, again on Game of Thrones. I don't know. I guess I'm following these people around. Um, uh-huh. And let me tell you who else is in it once I find out. For some reason, I didn't look up everybody's name except for those people that I already knew. So then there is, oh yeah, Vince Vaughn's in it, Florence Pugh, and the guy that plays the brother of Florence Pugh. Oh, there he is. <laughs> Jack Loden. Um, I don't know who those last two people are. Yeah. Well, those are the these two people whose names you don't know, and I didn't know until just a second ago, are more or less the main characters of the movie because they are the kids in this family. And so this uh, m- movie's about the wrestler Paige, who's a WWE wrestler, and how she came to be Paige. So she got uh she grew up in this really wrestling centric family and then they are kind of auditioning and stuff for professional wrestling and in spite of the fact that her brother and this is all in the trailer so i don't think i'm spoiling anything here in spite of the fact that her brother her older brother is like the main person they're expecting to go to the wwe she's the one that gets chosen for this like boot camp and potentially try out and maybe even become a professional wrestler and it kind of goes from there so i won't say anything that's not in the preview and that's about it it's also you kind of know the end because she's a famous wrestler so there's that right the good is definitely by far the acting the acting's really good in this movie not amazing i don't want to oversell it as though like this is a great movie to watch if you want to see the best acting in the world but it's just solid acting and the rest of the movie honestly is pretty mediocre and formulaic it's got a quirky family it's kind of got like a if you watched like the old roseanne show back in the day it's kind of got a feel like that it's a little bit more over the top and because they're always wrestling and stuff and they're all about wrestling but it's like kind of this gritty family might fit into the same world as like if you watch the show shameless stuff like that or like the Bundys. It's got kind of a married with children sort of feel to it. But even without me saying much more, you can probably spell out all of the beats in this movie. And that was well, disappointing. Can I, can I try? Oh, by, be my guest. Yeah. Okay. So let's see. Possible spoiler off. alert. It's possible spoilers. All right. So it starts off. She in school? Uh, like high school? You know what? It doesn't really tell you i don't think but that's about the age okay and she gets home rough houses with the family and then they see a commercial on the internet about wrestling tryouts no no this family actually has a gym where they do this like fake local it's like seeing a local play at your you know non-profit playhouse and they've got this gym where they teach wrestling and do wrestling and pay uh like try to get people to come in and pay for tickets and stuff so it's it's already very geared towards the son becoming a professional wrestler oh okay so so she's not they're not just into wrestling they are wrestlers they're just not wwe level right yeah they are super fans they're basically super fans that got who just got sucked into it so much that that's how they make what's sort of their living but they they don't really have a lot of money okay and so a promoter comes by to say hey we're having these auditions they're seeking out auditions it, it's implied that they've been seeking out auditions for quite some time but they do finally get called in by vince vaughn okay they don't initially want to go because that's selling out no they totally want to go wow this is oh. less formulaic than i thought i guess. <laughs> i think i'm trying to be clever yeah um, this movie's not it's it's okay. not trying to be clever it's just they want this thing she gets in 
He doesn't. That's right. I was going to say, so they go to the audition Mm -hmm. and he has a mediocre audition where they're like, oh, whatever. And then for some reason she gets into a fight with somebody and they're like, say she can fight. No, no, no. Not really. Um, she auditioned too. She just auditions and yeah, she gets they both it and audition and they're expecting you know him to get in and maybe she would or not. But then I mean, again, this is all in the preview. Like Vince Vaughn's like, okay, if I say your name, step forward, Paige. Thanks everybody. And she's like, wait, you have to take my brother too. And he's like, no, no, just you. Does the brother get real uh, indignant over it eventually? Like they have a falling out and then eventually they make up. There you go. That's the movie. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Except, I mean, you know, you get to see her go through some trials and tribulations. But as far as the whole family thing, like, yeah, it pretty much follows that arc. Okay. That was fun. (laughs) And and like I said, the acting's good. It's a little weird, though. One of the things, the notes that I put down that's kind of just odd is that the brother and sister are very good actors, but their chemistry seems to feel, even though they're like kind of at odds brother and sister kind of feels romantic so uh, it's it's kind of like i'm just like i think these actors like each other i think that's all that's going on there but the family is pretty likable kind of cute it's just it's not as funny as i expected either it's a i think it's supposed to be but there aren't really many jokes made if if you're going to be laughing you're just going to be kind of laughing in a huh, you know this these guys are an interesting group of people it's not really because mm-hmm. they do or say anything that's super funny. There were a couple times that I kind of giggled out loud, but not much. So at the end of the day, is it worth watching? I guess. The the main character, the girl who plays Paige, is is really good. She, it, she's pretty likable. And, you know, I, I don't know. I can't really say, like, you you should see it, though. If you're, if you're interested, watch it. You won't be upset. If you're mm-hmm. not interested, don't bother because it's so, so routine. It's just right. you've seen this movie before 800 other ways, you know. Does it give you like a neat behind the curtain look of professional wrestling at all or does it feel pretty sugar-coated? No, if you want to see a movie that tells you more about the 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 behind the scenes stuff with wrestling, I'd say watch Bigger Faster Stronger, the documentary on steroids. Uh-huh. But this is or maybe even like The Wrestler with, uh, yeah, I was going to say, or the Mickey Rourke. If you want to be really depressed, watch The Wrestler. Yeah, yeah, super depressing. Yeah, this is like the the sweet antidote <laughs> to The Wrestler. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say it feels much like you're getting a genuine peek behind the scenes. I mean, there are events, and at the end when the credits are going on, you get to see a little bit of the characters or the people that it's based on, like mm-hmm. actually talking, and you can see that a little bit of the dialogue in the movie was taken right from interviews with these people. But if you're seeing anything that's really behind the scenes there, it's more like, oh, I'm getting to see behind the scenes of these people more than like wrestling. So yeah, don't go into it looking for like you're going to learn something about the WWE or how it works. Right. The Rock's in it a little bit. He seems to be having some fun. That's always good. Yeah. When The Rock has fun, I usually do too. When he doesn't have fun, I don't. Yeah. You you know, you might enjoy it because for the most part, you, I think the family's kind of a team. So uh, you like that sort of stuff. There is some conflict, obviously, with the brother, but you know where it's going to go. And it's pretty lighthearted. Stephen Merchant and his wife play some peripheral family members, like people who are kind of being invited into the family. And they're kind of funny, 
but they're basically like, if you ever saw the movie, My Big Fat Greek Wedding, they are the parents of the guy that she's going to marry at the end. Nah. Yeah. Well, basically, they're like, wow, they're weird. They're Greek. And then at the end, one of them smashes a plate and goes, oh, you know, when in Greece, do as the Grecians do or something. We're all family now. Yeah. Some sort of hokey, like, I guess we fit in now. Ha 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 ha. I made a funny, and they turn into Splinter. I don't know. It, oh, yeah, oh. this movie's had, getting like a C. I yeah. had a thought Did, earlier this week. Go this ahead. is going completely off topic. Excellent. But imagine, if you will, a world where the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles happens, uh-huh. right? Okay. But Splinter wasn't there. Like, that guy, depending on if it's the movie or the cartoon, there's not a guy who turns into a rat, or the rat doesn't turn into a half-man or whatever. (laughs) The rat just Um, grows. Or there's just no rat, and it's just these four turtles get covered in the ooze, and then they just turn into these... Dicks? Giant men turtles that don't know how to fight or talk or anything, and they just stalk the sewers of New York. It sounds like an awesome horror movie. It sounds pretty believable. <laughs> yeah. If it wasn't for Splinter, he would have never militarized these kids into becoming his little personal army to fight crime. See, now, would they still like pizza, though? Because, I mean, you got pizza rat. You could still have pizza turtles. I imagine they would come across pizza in the sewers and they would enjoy it because it's pizza. Oh, well, that could be their motivation. They come up pizza. to they come up above land to kill people and take their pizza. <laughs> Somebody I, I work with said in this scenario Shredder would be the one hunting them down to put them out of their misery. <laughs> I was like, Oh man, I like this Ellsworth Ellsworld Ninja Turtles movie that'll never I am happen. the merciful angel of death. Hi-ya! Well uh now that we've gone down whatever corner that is and that was the script for teenage mutant turtles <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty much so what was the other movie you watched oh it was memorable the predator oh from 2018 God, yeah, right. directed by shane black and written and direct written by shane black and fred decker and this movie was garbage <laughs> right off the top this movie sucked and it feels like there was a much better movie that was supposed to be released and it got cut down to what was actually put out but even that movie that that is better than this one still not that good this was terrible i hated this there were a couple of great there were a couple of really good moments that i really liked like my favorite part of the whole movie is when the regular predator so so matt and i have both seen this so we're gonna do spoilers for the predator if you haven't seen it so the the first predator the one who's trying to help people by killing everyone (laughs) yeah um he gets into the back of a military transport truck and kills everyone and the guy driving the truck is like hey what's going on back there and the predator picks somebody's arm off of the floor and p- puts the thumb up and then just sticks it through the window with the thumb up. <laughs> the hand comes through the window with like thumbs up and the driver's like, yeah. oh, you wacky guys. And I went, well, that's my favorite part of the movie right there. Because it's so, it's so, it's so over that, the top and weird. Yeah, it was so silly. And I was like, uh, you know what? That was funny. Uh, this movie needs more of that. And I feel like it's tr- it tries for that a lot. But the actors in it are the worst. The guy that I like the most is Sterling Sterling K. Brown. And he plays like the 
head scientist guy for the military. I'm not entirely sure what he is, but his name's Traeger. And I liked his character until like he just becomes like mustache twirling. Uh-huh. And he just becomes a bad guy. And, and then and then he's like, I guess I'm a good guy for the next 20 minutes. The main guy is played by Boyd Holbrook, who I couldn't remember what else I'd seen him in, but he's the bad guy from Logan. He's the guy with oh, the middle right, arm. Oh, right, yeah, the middle arm. And I just don't think I care for this guy. No, he's I, bad. I don't, like, I didn't really like him in Logan. Like, he does a good job in Logan, but in this movie, he's almost the same character. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, ah, uh, okay, you got one note. And this is it. Well, and, and he's supposed to be, he, more or less, he's the protagonist. So I, I guess he's supposed to be likable. But right. There's, but he's not. It's yeah. just nothing really to, to really like about him. It's like, well, I, he's not trying to do anything terrible. But so far, the most charming person here is the bad guy. Yeah. And... Olivia Munn is like the chick and she's got nothing to do in this movie. And she's just there to be eye candy. And I think she does a bad job at that. Like, I don't, I don't think it's her fault. I think it's the way the movie shoots her, but she looks terrible in this. I thought she looked awful. I was like, what is wrong with Olivia Munn? I never have seen Olivia Munn not look completely gorgeous, (laughs) but uh, but I didn't think that the movie gave her a whole lot to do. No, she had nothing to do in this movie until the end when she learns, oh God, don't, I don't even want to get started. No, you watch the movie. That's what we do. I don't want to, that's true. Get me started. This is what what we do for the people, Nick. And then the, I don't know, I'm sorry if I'm brutalizing his name. Trevante Rhodes plays Nebraska Williams, who's like the guy who tried to shoot himself in the head, but missed. He's pretty good in this movie until about three quarters of the way through. And then they forgot he was in it. And then he's just not really, he doesn't have anything to do for the rest of the movie until the end when, when he's just like, oh, I guess I'll just sacrifice myself then. Right. Okay, great. Cause this needs to have an engine. Yeah. And it's, it's bad. I hated the kid. I thought the kid was terrible. The kid was awful. And the whole, he's got Asperger's or yeah, the, uh, the whole plot he's on the spectrum or something is so ridiculous. It's so, it's so bad. Well, and it's like, completely I liked, inconsistent throughout the movie too. Yeah. And also like, I don't know how long it took to shoot this movie, but the way he looks at the beginning and at the end of the movie, he looks like he's like four years older at the end of the movie i'm like this could go through puberty while they were making this because it really looks like it keegan michael key is in this movie and i usually really like him and in this movie he's just kind of obnoxious yeah yeah, obnoxious is the word that was coming to mind he's he's really got nothing to do either except to make bad jokes and they just don't land thomas jane is in this and i liked thomas jane i thought he was pretty good he Um, was even though he's likable people even though it's pretty one note yeah, they give him stupid stuff to do too. But he's he's yeah. like always shouting something out in a makeshift Tourette's thing, right? Yeah, I think this story would have been better if these people weren't all like convicts or something or just crazy. Like, because one that's never really clear is are these guys all in jail or something? Because some of these guys tried to murder, or did murder people, and other people have tried to commit suicide, and those are two very different things. That's this is true. <laughs> Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) So I don't understand why they're all on that same bus together, but this should be his team from the beginning. They they should all just be together from the beginning or, or he's trying to get back to them in order to, for the movie to, to advance rather than they all just meet on a bus and decide to take on a predator. That, that was dumb. 
It's dumb. But yeah, this movie's stupid. Yeah. Uh, and if you're, if you're wondering how I came to hate this movie after when I reviewed it originally and said, oh, it's pretty decent. I have seen reviews and more clips. And every time I see a clip from it, the reviews haven't swayed me that much. But every time I see a clip from it, I'm like, how did that not annoy the hell out of me in the theater? <laughs> every single thing that's actually a cut from the movie. I'm like, how did I not hate that? Yeah. This movie was terrible. I think I must have gone in with my expectations as low as they could possibly be. Right. I mean, I mean, it's also fine to enjoy yourself at a movie. You know, it's that's fine if you yeah. if you had a yeah. fun time at a movie, you know. But I don't know how I did. I don't either. <laughs> I don't know what happened to you that yeah. day. Like maybe I, you just had a really good day. You were like a really bad day. It was just like anything but whatever was going on before this. Yeah. I don't it, know. It's pretty bad. My favorite line in the movie is from the trailer where Sterling K. Brown is like, yeah, we're calling it the Predator because it seems like it hunts people. And she's like, well, that should be a sportsman. And then the, and Sterling K. Brown's like, nah, but we all voted Predator was cooler, right? And I was like, that's pretty funny. And then they try to bring it back later. Yep. Like the fact that like Olivia Munn, like they should just kill her off. Like she's got no business in the movie. There's no, there's no reason for her in this movie other than I guess they needed a girl and it couldn't be the mom. I just don't understand like why why she isn't killed off in that scene where she clearly should have been killed off because then they hit the guy with a bike. <laughs> they run over a guy with a motorcycle and then drive away and then just abduct her. And uh, this this was terrible. I hated this. I really did. It's got some pretty good parts, but the bad is so out there. Like some of the special effects are just the worst. The blood and gore effects the gore effects were actually pretty good like the beginning of the movie has the one army guy who gets like skinned alive like the predators like to do to people and he didn't have a whole lot of time to do it so he just kind of half-assed it and then the main character slices him in half and his guts fall all over the predator and i was like this this is cool this looks really cool and then later you've got terrible digital blood you've got really really bad cgi like the super predator that they fight it just looks terrible and there's a sequence when they're on the predator ship and they're flying away and the one dude's legs get cut off because of the shield oh, that comes right. on yeah. the the yeah. ship like and it just field. looks it just looks like a cartoon character fell off the back of the airplane. I was like, wow, that's really bad. Like you, you could just tell while they were making this movie that they just gave up on it. And I don't really know why. I, apparently there is a much longer version of this that I would hope is better because you could, I can, I can feel that there's a better story than the one we actually got. You can just tell that where the cuts happen because there are sequences where someone just comes out of the, like, like Theon Greyjoy is in this movie and he plays someone for some reason because that's his job as an actor and he's outside with the gang of the crazy people and then they cut and then they cut back to the main guy coming outside with theon and you're like oh there was like a whole scene inside with theon and you're like oh okay well there should be a reason why he's in this movie it, it, other than to be dead meat like i i just don't get it it's the the casting decisions in this movie were really weird too like it just seemed hey who's around the studio today hey jake Busey, get him in here i love jake Busey, the dude from dead man on campus absolutely bring him in and so they're just in the movie it's it's crazy i was reading the internet trivia 
on IMDb for it. And apparently Jake Busey is playing the son of Gary Busey's character from Predator 2. Oh, okay. And that's a movie I would like to go back and watch. I'll probably watch that this week because I haven't seen Predator 2 since forever and a half ago. I don't really remember it at all. I remember not thinking it was good. Oh, no, I know it's not good. (laughs) I know it's bad, but still got to watch it. I don't ever want to watch Predators again. That movie sucked. I hated that, too. Yeah. Yeah, that one wasn't wasn't fun. No. This movie, at least, it tries to be fun. It it tries for it, and then it falls into formulaic action crap. But, like, it, it does have some of the Shane Black snappy dialogue, but a lot of it feels really forced, and and much of it is really poorly delivered. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know if it's because the actors were just that <coughs> bad, or that was the best take that they had for some of this stuff, but... Some of it is just like you could tell how it like you can feel how it was written and the way it's delivered is is slow or it was supposed to be all one line and then they like split it up between two lines and then there's a cut in there and you're just like, man, this is this is rough. I am. I feel bad for Shane Black for this. Like, I I blame him because he's taking responsibility for it. Like, you know, it's it's his movie. But this this does not feel like a Shane Black movie. This feels like something he was involved in and it was taken away in order to make an under two hours action movie. Yeah, it feels like stuff was chopped out, but it also feels like more could have been edited out when it comes to like all the dialogue that's not good. You know, jokes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you could have totally cut this down to like an easy hour 30 and i think it's an hour 45 yeah just over an hour 45 you could easily cut another 15 minutes out of this and it would have been i don't think adding stuff to this is going to make it better but it'd be a little more interesting i think there are supposed to be a couple things that were like i don't really remember all the details but i think there were a couple things that just didn't make sense and like they would make more sense if there was a little bit of dialogue between olivia munn and the person she was talking to in the scenes that were taken out but they were taken out because it turned out he was a pedophile allegedly and oh who's that I don't remember the name, but it was one of one of Shane Black's friends, allegedly. And like people were kind of pissed off that he kept him in there because they're like, we think you knew that he was allegedly a sex offender. And and I don't know if he did or not, but either way, they took that stuff out. And I think there might have been a few scenes that without it in there made less sense. Oh, okay. Well, you can feel it. You, they should have just reshot it with a different guy. It's just, you can really feel it. And then the, the end of the movie makes no sense at all. It makes no sense. Oh, Lord, no like sense. the very end? Well, not not the very, very end, but like the end of the main story where Olivia Munn shows up and she found the camouflage ball somehow in the middle of the woods at night and then knows how to use it. And then she was able to chase down a spaceship tens of miles away in order to jump on its back to save the day. It was so stupid. Also, the Predator dog never had anything to do. Didn't. It didn't, that didn't come to anything. Yeah. So. It's true. I did like that they, that the one dude shoots it in the head and, and then it like lobotomizes it and it just becomes like a friendly dog. But why do the dogs have predator hair? (laughs) I never, they try to explain it at one point where they're like, what's with the dreadlocks? And they're like, I don't know, maybe it's for sensory, sensory something. And I'm just like, yeah, I mean, our dogs have ears. But they don't look like human ears. 
or, or you know, like like when a dog has a human haircut. I, I want to see that freaky dog. <laughs> like when a dog has a human haircut, it's either horrifying or very cute, but it's definitely odd. And oh, all man. these predator dogs have predator haircuts, and you're just like, what? This is bad. Just make them look like alien dogs. Just make them space dogs. Like they just keep yeah, calling. Yeah, I think we'd understand that they came from predator world, even if they didn't right. have predator faces. Right. Exactly. Also, the end of this movie is terrible, too, because my wife came down about three quarters of the way through and she was like, so what's going on? I was like, oh, it's terrible. And blah, blah, blah. And then I tried to, the last time I watched the first Predator was when I found out she had never seen Predator. Uh And then we put it on and she fell asleep and she's watching this one. And I'm like, well, at the end of the, all the other Predator movies, when the Predator is about to die to the, the hero, he sets off a nuclear bomb or threatens to set off a nuclear bomb. So I imagine that's what the super Predator is going to do. And it just doesn't, he just shoots him in the face and the movie's over until the end sequence where where he gets his new suit yeah you know what what i really thought was going to happen with that was it was going to be a sexy lady predator i I expected that didn't happen (laughs) i'm disappointed it didn't because they that predator came all this way (laughs) this predator came all this way just to deliver a gun well it's for iron man yeah but the door first opens up i thought we were going to see like predator boobs come out with like sexy predator legs and we're like oh it's a lady predator she he must be the advanced killer. And now it's just a gun. It's just a gun in a box. You know what? <laughs> I was gonna t- I was gonna type in sexy predator <laughs> to send you a picture. But as I type it in, sex predator registry is the first thing that pops up. I don't think I want to hit search on this. So <laughs> I'll leave you to do that on your own time. Enjoy. Stand by. <laughs> yeah, this one will do. <laughs> and off it goes. Of course. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> oh, Lord. We were robbed of that. <laughs> really? It is it is just a predator with boobs. With boobs. <laughs> and it wears a bikini. Yeah. So that's all I got for The Predator. They got to give up on this franchise. It's, it's over. Yeah. Let it be. Well, moving on then. Yes, yes, yes. Let's see. I'm waiting for that movie to come out. Sexy Alien versus Sexy Predator. Uh, all right, Jojo Rabbit. Do you know anything about the plot to Jojo Rabbit? Yes. It is about a boy who's imaginary in, in Nazi Germany whose imaginary friend is Hitler. Correct. And so this kid is like basically a Hitler youth. He really wants to be a Nazi. His dad's gone to fight in the war and his mom, played by Scarlett Johansson, is taking care of him at home. And Hitler, played by Taika Waititi, and this movie is like written and directed by Taika Waititi too, is goofy and kind of likable and also Hitler. <laughs> so <laughs> that's kind of strange. And for maybe the first few minutes of it, I thought it was kind of odd, but it, it kind of got the feel of the movie after a while. It's like, oh, this is kind of, you know, it's quirky. It's weird. It's, it's kind of quaint in a way. And throughout the movie, I'd say... I don't know, maybe you'd benefit from not reading the description of the movie because some things that happen are were explained in the in the description. But it, he does have a reason to interact with a young lady who is Jewish. And so throughout the movie, you're seeing him kind of interact with her in these ways that aren't, it's, it's not quite your normal like, oh, you know, just this person just opens up to this other person. The dynamics stay pretty interestingly combative throughout the movie, but it, it ends up being a pretty 
touching film. There are at least one moment that's pretty gut-wrenching. It's pretty, a pretty sad moment. There's even a little bit of action in the movie that's kind of interesting. And the mixture of tones in this movie is such that if it weren't done carefully, it would be an offensive mess. It would just be mm-hmm. utterly messy and problematic, but it's done really well in this movie. And with the performances being as great as they are, and like both of these kids are amazing. Like the the main kid, Jojo, he's incredible. That that actor is just amazing. And throughout the entire movie, really, like the the act, the performances are really good. And the the color scheme, like the aesthetics and the 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 palettes are really neat like this movie is really really gorgeous to watch and i guess i don't have a whole lot more to say about it i feel like there could be some in-depth discussion of like this kid kind of contemplating things and trying to understand how he feels about things and almost trying not to understand how he feels about things at certain points because there's there are a lot of moments where he's he runs into a degree of like questioning himself and doesn't want to. And it's very human. It's very realistic and believable. And he's got these interactions with this friend of his, who's another Hitler youth. And the two of them together are great. It's there. Any, any scene with the two of them on screen together. I just, it's adorable. I really do recommend this movie. I was watching it with my girlfriend and her mom. And I know about halfway through the two of them both said, you know, like, I don't know what I think of this. This feels kind of weird. And I was like, yeah, it is kind of strange, but I I feel like it's going somewhere. And then by the end of the movie, it was really satisfying. And it was just yesterday that I watched it, but I feel like the further I get from it, the the more and more and more I'm going to like it. And even Scarlett Johansson, who's not really up actor i tend to like care for her performance as much i think she does a good job in it too and and all the characters are really interestingly written they're all believable but also unique every character's got something that's and it's not unique in m night Shyamalan. each person has some sort of stupid foible kind of thing but just they seem like real people and yeah, I, I strongly recommend it. Yeah, I can't wait to watch it. Um, <laughs> You're gonna. It's love one it. I know. It's and that's why I haven't watched it yet. Is because I have so much pressure on it. Where I'm like, oh, I don't want to not like it, so I just won't watch it. So and then so then I watched The Predator again. Yeah, next time you might want to watch Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, we were gonna watch it not too long ago because my wife also wants to watch it, and I was like, uh, I don't want to watch that. Let's watch something dumb. And I forget what we watched, but it's another one of those things where I don't want to think about stuff. (laughs) Give me something I don't have to think about. So I I still have to watch his other one, The Hunt for the Wilder People. I still haven't seen that. Oh, it's a Taika Waititi movie, too. Yeah, I I think it came out either just before or just after Thor Ragnarok. Hmm. Yeah, I kind of wanted to see that. I didn't realize that was one of his movies. Yeah. I hear that theaters are shutting down, so catching things at the movies may not be much of an option for a while. No, we won't be seeing that Fast and the Furious 9 movie for another year. They pushed that back a whole year. Mm. They pushed Bond all the way back to like Christmas, which is, I think, a better release date. Bond always is a Christmas thing. It's not a summer movie. Because in in the summer, you don't want to wear a tuxedo. You want to wear a tuxedo in December when it's cold. Fair point. I guess. <laughs> Imagine running around in August with a tuxedo. You'd be like, God damn it. It's hot. <laughs> you know. All right. Well, I guess it's time for our movie rankings. Rankings. 
Uh, are we ranking them or well, hey, wait, our movie you, ratings, our movie ratings list, did you five on five, whatever you were supposed to do with your algorithm to, nope. to tell us this week, how last no, week's movies lined up. Oh, I, okay. I, I forgot about it until the show was about to start and I was getting all my stuff set up and I went, Oh, right. I'm supposed to do something. So stand by for that. the, that. Yeah. So Matt, what score do you think I will give? spider-man into the spider-verse uh, i'm gonna go with 4.5 4.5 okay all right so plot for spider-verse i'm gonna give it a 4.5 because mm-hmm. it's a solid plot it makes sense and it it works the entire time you're never confused really and even even the little things about the plot like how in the miles morales universe the police department is called pdny but they never really go out of their way to explain that. It's just that's because it's normal to them in this universe. And it, it shows you how, how this world is separate from the world you know. I see. And it's just it's just a nice little way of saying, hey, things are the same but different. And we're not in your regular playground. It's here. close enough that you can relate, but different enough that you know it's not home. Right. Acting, I am also going to give a four and a half. I think the, the voice acting in this is is spectacular i wish nicholas cage had a little bit more to do or he yeah. really caged it up a little bit more mm-hmm. but you know he's fine he's totally fine pacing this gets a five the movie moves along and it's long too like i think it's just under two hours long and it is brisk like it moves like crazy the aesthetic it gets a five uh, everything about this movie is gorgeous from just the style to the the way everything sounds like even when Spider-Man is running along the side of a building every so often, they'll just put a text sound effect. Like as if you were watch reading a comic book where like his foot squeaks against the window or he like jumps and they'll just write tap mm-hmm. or something. And it just in your head, you can hear that with the sound and they don't overdo it. They don't do it all the time or with right. every step. It's just every so often, it's just a little sprinkle of magic in there where you're just like ooh it just pulls you in a little more yeah enjoyment of this movie this movie gets a five for enjoyment i enjoy the hell out of this movie i love it it's wonderful Uh, everyone should see it well that's a 4.8 right there all right all right but my 4.5 is gonna drag it down it's probably like a 4.7 this system makes nothing but sense (laughs) what do you think i'm gonna give the predator i'm gonna go with two a two. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm taking plot. into consideration that you're more generous with things than, than <laughs> I would be when I sound the way you do when you're talking about things, if that makes sense. Anyway, go uh, ahead. The plot for this movie is, is stupid. It's incoherent and it makes no sense. It gets a one. That's a one. Okay. The acting in this movie is terrible. Everyone is bad except for a few moments here and there. And the few moments that are there, I like. So it gets a one and a half. All right. Pacing. I will give it credit. The movie does move along very quickly. It never really feels very long. There there are a few moments where you're just kind of done with it, but it's not a problem. But you're just like, how are they going to get to the end? Oh, it's just over. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, So I will give it a three for pacing. And then the aesthetics of the movie, it's pretty bland looking. The special effects are bad. The sound is fine. Everything kind of sounds fine. Not enough predator clicking. There's a lot of predator growling, but not enough clicking for my tastes. It's like they wanted to redo the way it sounds and it just doesn't work for me. So I'm going to give this a two for aesthetic. 
Okay. And then overall, my enjoyment of the movie, I would give it, I'm going to give it a two and a half because it was still entertaining. It was over quickly. I would watch it again if it was on. I'm not, I'm never going to go out of my way to watch this again, but if it was on and I had nothing to do, I'd be like, all right, fine. I'll watch this. So two and a half. All right. And that is a two. Oh, solid two. You nailed it. Yep. That means something, I guess. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to go in the same order I reviewed things. So first one, The Forest. So I'm going to say you're going to give this a one and a half. That's okay. My, that's my guess. All right. Well, I hope you have a calculator out. Uh, well, <laughs> I guess we're not going to know whether you're right or not. Story, I am going to give it a... What am I talking about? The Forest. Um, the Forest. I'm going to give the story a 1.5. The acting, I am going to give a 1.5. Oh, okay. The pacing... I would give a... I mean, I don't know if any parts really lag a lot more than other parts. I guess I'd give the pacing like a two. Okay. I mean, it's not really all that far off. It's just not good the whole time. Yeah, two's fine. Okay. And that is the, the felt pace. <laughs> the, the pace I felt the movie was moving at was the pace of bad. Aesthetics, really, it, I don't think, other than the fact that the actors are attractive people. I, the movie itself, like aesthetics-wise, really didn't have anything special to offer. The creepy, the imagery that was supposed to be creepy wasn't very creepy. So two. I mean, it wasn't hideous to look at. It's not like one of those movies where you're like, oh, this is just ugly. But it had nothing to bring to the table. Enjoyment. I will give this movie a two. Wow, more twos than one and a half. Who knows what that equals? Oh yeah. All right. <laughs> Good luck guessing. <laughs> fighting with my family. See, I'm not going to do it with a calculator while I'm the one going through it because I'll lose track. Right. I think you'll give this movie a two and a half. Okay. Let's see. Story-wise, uh, it's so middle of the road, I'm going to give the story a two and a half. Acting was really good. I'm going to give the acting a four. Oh, wow. Okay. The pacing. Uh, you know, the pacing was, was, was fine. I'm going to give the pacing a... There might have been a few places that seemed a little slow, but some of the effect of that might have just been everything being so predictable mm -hmm. that it felt like... Watching this movie as a kid might be pretty nice. Like, as maybe like a teenager, like a young mm -hmm. teenager, because you're not just like used to all the beats as much but at this age watching it and just knowing everything that's coming probably made it feel slower than it actually is i give the pacing a three and a half aesthetics nothing real special here there's more character design than there is design in terms of like shots or anything so yeah three and a half and then right. enjoyment how much did i enjoy it i probably enjoyed it at about a two and a half three yeah two and a half is fine okay Great. Yeah. And then finally, Jojo Rabbit. All right. I think you're going to give this movie a four. That, that might be about right. Story-wise, I'm going to give this movie a four. Acting, I, I can't not give it a five. Wow. I want to ding it a smidge, but, uh, it, you know, because Scarlett Johansson's performance isn't amazing, but it's still, it's more than good enough. And the rest of the performances are so good. Oh, by the way, uh, Sam Rockwell's in this, and he does a really good job, too. So the, the performances that are great are just so good. I, I just have to give it a five. Pacing. Pacing's on point. It's not a very important part of it, but there's nothing wrong with the pacing at all. It's so like four and a half. 
Uh, the aesthetics were incredible, so I'm giving that a five. And enjoyment, I think I, I think I've got to give it a four. Pretty good, pretty good movie then. Yeah, we'll have definitely. to see what the what the computer comes back with on that. Yeah, we'll on see. That calculation, Matt. Anything for Midwest, Matt recommends this week. Uh, yeah, you know what? For anyone out there who played the, I, I know a lot of people play these games on computers, but if you're like me and you really only play video games on consoles, and I don't play video games that much, but uh, I I played the hell out of Civilization or Civilization, I guess four that came out for Xbox years ago. And I just discovered that Civilization VI is on Xbox. You can download it. And it's not perfect. The controls are a little janky. And there's not much explanation unless maybe you play through the entire tutorial, which for some reason you can't save in the middle of, even though it's like hours long. There's not much explanation for a lot of the things on the screen. And it's a little hard to find online because most of the things that are written out are for the computer version so there are some real drawbacks but i started playing it earlier this week and it's fun i i missed civilization and i didn't want to play the old one again anymore because i put so many hours into it before that uh-huh. it was like okay i ran this through like a tape that doesn't make noise anymore you know like you're playing old tapes right. and it starts to slow down that's how that felt but this breathes some new life into it i'm enjoying it so if you're into the civilization game and you want something on your console you might want to check it out all right yeah i love the civilization games i haven't played the sixth one yet but i played the hell out of the fourth one on my pc i have the fifth one i think but i don't think i liked it as much as the fourth one but i've watched a lot of people play civilization six on youtube okay and i am terrible at that game apparently <laughs> like <laughs> like i don't know how to do anything <laughs> of, according to these other people who will like build a farm where you're supposed to build a farm instead of just telling the workers to do auto work <laughs> which is what <laughs> i would just do like, i'll build a worker and just say right, you just go build everything you take care of it so far, i'm just gonna work on building a tank <laughs> so so far it feels a lot like taking civilization four and treating it as though that was a tutorial for an actual game and then this is like the actual game in comparison in terms of it being more complicated and having a lot more bells and whistles and little things you can tweak that half of them i don't know what they are yet okay yeah but it's it's pretty and at least for me it gives me a little bit of the same feel and joy of the other one yeah that's a game you can easily lose six hours on oh god you you look up and you're and you're like oh i'm just gonna do one more turn and then it's six hours later and you're like (laughs) oh well every time you finish the turn you're like wait now that now that i did that i gotta do the next thing or they're like right you finished your turn now the computer people are going to do their turn. You're like, oh shit! Now I got to respond to that, <laughs> right? All those careful moves I made are now worthless. Or you finish the turn and it's like <laughs> you learned writing, and I'm like, oh shit! I learned writing. That changes everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a good series. Hey, if you want to send us an email or contact us on the social networks and tell us what you saw in movies this week, please do so. You can send us an email at thisweekinfilmpodcast at gmail.com or find us at This Week in Film Podcast on all the social networks. You can find links to it on our website if you're willing to do the work. Don't <laughs> go to our website. <laughs> Thisweekinfilm.com. It's, it's, it's getting worse. It's, I keep pressing it up more. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing anymore. I think I just I might have to... Clean. I think I'm going to have to nuke it and start over, yeah. So that's the update on the website everybody wants to hear about and uh matt anything else for this week nah i'm good all right well i guess if that is the end of the reel we'll see you 
next week in film. And as always, judge movies, not people. Except for the president. He sucks. Sucks. He sucks. He's the worst. And it's President Trump. Yeah. He's the worst. Yeah, just in case he, you're listening to this, hopefully next year, <laughs> when it's a different president, we're talking about Trump. He's a, he's a cocksucker asshole. If, if he allows there to be elections because of the disease. Oh, he's a terrible, terrible man. I'm already man. mad now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>